18. I'm going to quickly read a, on this last Sunday. Of the Bible says, and we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. We're going to turn to Hebrews 11, verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to skip down to verse 6. The Bible says, Now faith is the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Somebody say a good report. They received a good report with God because they had faith. Verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For to God must believe that he is. And that and signals a continuation of what was just stated. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and also believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And my subject on this last Sunday of 2018 And if we'll grab a hold of this, this will change your life. If you will grab a hold of this, this will change your life. My subject of 2018 is only believe. Only believe. Why don't you look at three or four people and say, only believe. Would you pray with me this morning? Lord Jesus, right now, we come for you in your presence. Here to trust you, here to believe you. Lord God, change, Lord, our paradigm. Change our way of thinking, Lord God. You said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Transform us today by the power of your Spirit. Lord God, redeem us today, Lord God, by your blood and the waters of baptism today. Let us be changed forever. Let us leave this year and enter into the next. Uh, Lord God, with a steadfast faith that is unshakable, unmovable, and always abounding in you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we give one more hand clap of praise unto the Lord as we're seated? Well, can we just, would you just lift your voice? Let's thank him together for his word. Come on, somebody lift your voice in the house unto the Lord. I praise you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace today. In Jesus' name, you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Only believe. Only believe. What we believe God today impacts how or even if we interact with God. We believe about 
impacts whether or not we even pursue God. Whether or not we pursue a relationship with the Lord. So on this last Sunday of 2018 is this. What do you believe about God? You believe about his nature. What do you believe in the name of Jesus Christ is character? What do you believe about his word? What do you believe today about God's plans for your life? How that God feels about you today. I want to read an excerpt from a book called Rewire My Heart from David Bowden. excerpt says this. Jesus showed us in the Sermon on the Mount, which is referenced Matthew chapters 5 through 7, lies at the bottom of all this. Jesus' followers, not to count what they would eat, drink, or wear. How is possible? To this day, people have to scrape just to get by. Living paycheck to paycheck. How will I feed my family, pay my mortgage, fix the car? The answer is to have faith in God's provision. I want to read Matthew 6, 25 through 30, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified Version today. It says this, this is what Jesus, therefore I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body you will wear is life not more than food in the body more than clothing look at the birds of the air they neither sow seed nor reap the harvest for the crops into barn other keeps feeding them Are you not worth much more than they? And who can add one hour to the length of his life? And why are you worried about clothes? And wildflowers of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they sold to make clothing. And yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory announced himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the five in green today and tomorrow is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more you, you of little faith? What we believe 
about God changes our hearts. I'm continuing with the excerpt. Jesus teaches us in an important truth about how our hearts work. He says, since God does the little stuff, do the big stuff too. God feeds birds and clothes grass. And that is evidence will feed you and clothe your children. God is a provider and anxiety will be removed from your heart. What you believe changes. However, un- as the opposite, as Jesus pointed out, the sin of worry. The sin of worry reveals the underlying disbelief in God's vision. We worry because we do not believe God will provide. And disbelief of all kinds regularly fills our hearts and produces its corresponding and inevitable sin. God's power is not able to provide. God to satisfy. God's law is not a lie. Jesus' blood is not sufficient for my sin. The Holy Spirit's operation is not adequate for my sanctification. The gospel can't heal my marriage, pull me from my addiction, or silence the my heart. We doubt that God is enough. Can't trust God. Who can we trust? By our actions, all of us have answered this question with resounding myself. Myself is how respond that question. If we can't trust God, who can we trust? And our humanity says, self. I will meet. I will fulfill my desires. And when we try to fulfill our wants by our own devices, the only solution we will ever contrive sin. When our hearts are filled with unbelief and our hands lay hold of will be fashioned into idols of our own making for our own satisfaction. O oh, we of little faith. End quote. What do we believe about today? What do you believe God thinks about you today? Jeremiah 29, this in verse 10 and 11. For thus say, Lord, that after this be accomplished at Babylon, I 
will visit you and perform my good word. How many know the word of the Lord is good? It's good. Look at somebody and say, it's good. It's good. God's word. The Lord said, I will perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. Before I move on to the next, it's important to understand something. And I don't have a lot of time to go into it today. But this 70 years that were to be accomplished at Babylon, we got to understand what's happening in the scripture. The children of Israel were commanded by to keep a Sabbath year. It was in fulfillment with the commandment also of the Sabbath day, which the Lord kept himself. Amen. He six days, he created the world. Seventh, he rested from all his labor. Amen. And so because the Lord is all about his children, his creation, like him, he commanded, amen, as he rested for you and I also to rest. That rest does not mean laying around in the bed all day watching watching the tube and Jerry Springer and just sitting on Facebook and doing nothing productive or nothing that builds your life. Man, I, I'm all for leisure, amen, but our leisure is just destructive. It's just destructive. It doesn't help. But the rest that the Lord was talking about was a rest of communion. Be know that I am God. The Lord, the good shepherd in Psalm 23, amen. He leads pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. There's something about stillness when our hearts meditate on the word of the Lord. And we abide in the presence of God. Amen. God in his infinite wisdom knows that rest brings restoration. So when we don't rest, we're missing out on the restoration that God wants to give us. And I'm not in our beds, a part of it. That may be a part of it. Jesus talks about sleep too. Stop staying up till 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes it's easier than done, but go to sleep. And so... The Lord commanded the children of Israel to keep the Sabbath year. The Sabbath year, they were to forgive all their debts. They were to loan. They were to let the ground rest. Don't till the land. Don't, Don't pursue the crop. Give the land a break on the Sabbath year. And they would not do it. They would not keep the Sabbath year. They would not keep the Sabbath year. They would not forgive their debts because they didn't believe that God would provide. They would not allow their servants to go home because their servants made them money and they did not believe the Lord them while they abided in his presence. They did not obey his command to leave the land alone because they thought, how will we eat? How will we make this produce to the market? They did not keep it, did not believe that God would take care of them. I'll say this and move on. I'm a fan of company, but Chick-fil-A, 
Chick-fil-A is closed today. They're closed today. They're closed every Sunday. Every once in a while when I have a Sunday urge for Chick-fil-A. They're a Christian-based organization, fast food. It's on New Park Avenue. Go, there's some very friendly people. But they've decided to keep the Sabbath. And Chick-fil-A makes more revenue six days a week in keeping the Sabbath than every other fast food company who works seven days a week. In six days, while keeping and honoring the Lord, than everybody else who works seven days. I'm going to say that one more time. For all the people who say, I can't make it to church. I can't honor God. I don't have time. I got money to make. I got bills to pay. They make more money in six days in honoring the day for the Lord. Then everybody else, you can go ahead and keep your seven days. Keep your seven days. And I'll let God bless me. Come on, you ought to feel the same way about it. I'm the Lord. I'm going to believe God. And you know what? I haven't heard for anything. I'm not. I don't have a private jet. I don't need a private jet. I don't want one. I like being normal. But I know my God's going to take care of me. And so they come. And because they did not rest. The Lord said, I'm going to exile you. And be got to rest on the seventh year. I'm going to make you rest. I'm going to I'm going to make it so that you have not get your mind and your hearts back connected with me. I'm going to make. And this was at the end of that period, the Lord had allowed the children of Israel. They missed the seventh year. They did not keep the Sabbath year for 70 or for 490. Okay, it's makeup time. So I'm going to exile you for 70 years in Babylon. You can come back. And thus saith the Lord that after 70 years, every seventh year for 490, that's 70 years. After 70 years be accomplished, and you've gotten back to believing me, and you're resting in me, me again, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you and causing you to return unto this place. And in verse 11, he says, this is what I'm trying to get you back to, child of God. This is what I'm trying to get you to be confident in, child of God. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. They did not abide in God because they didn't believe God. The Amplified says it in this way, verse 11, for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord. Who's saying it? The saying it? The Lord. Who's saying it? The Lord. I know the plans and the thoughts towards you. Somebody point to themselves and say me. God's talking about me. Come on, somebody say that. God's talking about me. I know the thoughts, Jesus says, that he do. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. If you've ever thought the Lord hates you, here's truth for you today. Stop believing the lie. 
and listen to truth. Believe the truth today. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Expected end. What do you believe about today? What do you It sounds so simple, but it's so powerful. What do you believe about God? What do you believe God thinks about you today? Believe God thinks about you today. How do God feels about you today? Determines everything. Determines whether I run close to him or run far away from him. What I believe. What you believe. Do I believe God loves me? I'm going to draw near. If I believe God hates me, I'm going to run away. Period. If I don't believe God's going to take care of me, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. If I believe God has truly got me, I'm going to trust in the Lord. What do you believe? What do you believe? What do you believe? Psalm 56, verse 9. It says, when I, this is David. David had a lot of battles. You know, the Bible's not full of picture-perfect people. It's full of real people, you and me, with failures, with weaknesses, with shortcomings. Mockery Christmas song that's been out. I peeped it a couple years ago. Like, and basically, the, the song is criticizing people in the Bible for failing and making mistakes. And it's like, duh, that's why Jesus came. Duh, because we're human, because we're frail, because we make mistakes, because we were born into sin. Of course, the people in the Bible, amen, because those are the same faulty people that God came to save. And that's you, and that's me, and people made mistakes, and people, there's redemption, and there's repentance to turn back to God, that in my broken, I don't have to stay the way that I am. David said, when I unto thee, then shall mine enemies turn back. This I no. This I know. What do you believe today? This I know for God is for me. God is for me. Satan's trying to lie to us so hard right now. Satan always is sending a barrage of lies. We just heard the Lord say, I know the thoughts I think towards you, peace, and not of evil. And Satan's saying, no, that's not true. Fill your life with entertainment so you drown out the voice of the Lord. 
fill your life with that you drown out the voice of the Lord. You mean to tell me the good word of the Lord, I want to drown that out? See, that's what flesh. There's two things in competition with the voice of God in your life. Satan, adversary in your own flesh. My own flesh. That seeks to please itself. Why? Why? It's just like what we read from the excerpt. Because does myself, do I believe that God's going to really come through? Can I really trust God? And trust God, who can I trust? Myself. Many times we fail ourselves time and time and time and time again. We say, I'm going to do it my way. We say, I'm not going to go to God. I'm not going to fail time and time and time again. This love and God and this mercy, my son, come back, my son. I'll pick you up. I'll dust you off. Believe me, I can restore your life. I can make your life bright and shine again. This is why we need the word of God. We are barraged with lies. And the only truth in this world, I'm telling you, you, you look to see what's going to, what's going to last forever and ever. The only that has stood the test of time and will stand forever is the word of God, the Holy Bible. That's why Satan doesn't want you to read the Bible. I said, Satan does not want you to read the Bible. Satan does not want you to know the truth because Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth shall make you free. Do you believe as we stand to our feet today that God is for you? Everything in your life right now. The joy you feel or the lack of joy you feel. You have or the lack of hope that you have. All determined on what you believe about God. Jesus said, for all things are possible for them that believe. What do you believe God believes about you? Hebrews eleven six again, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe he is and also believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him know why people don't seek God believe he will reward them they believe a lie It's impossible for God to lie. Somebody just needs to get bold. Impossible for God to lie. Come on. For all the atheists out there who want to disprove God, here's go ahead and disprove him. Want to see God and see if he won't reward you. He said, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That he is a rewarder 
God is a rewarder of them. Every time you feel like not praying, remind yourself, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Every time you feel like obeying God and falling into temptation, go back to the truth. God is a reward of them that diligently seek Every time you feel like not coming to church, go back to the truth and say, God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you believe? Do believe? I of the lame woman with the cerebral palsy. Amen. The lame daughter. Amen. He said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. My unbelief is keeping me from walking in the miraculous. My unbelief is keeping me from living my best life. God, rid unbelief out of me. Cometh by here. Hearing by the word of God. I gotta, if I'm gonna believe, stop leaving your Bible on the shelf. Stop letting your Bible collect dust. Stop saying, I'll get to I'll get to it next year. I'll get to it January 1. I'll get to it when things get tough. Get in the word of God and hope back in your life. Get joy back into your life. Get purpose back into your life. Do you believe? I want to read one more scripture. We're going to pray today. It's what we opened up with. 1 John 4, 16. 1 John 4, 16. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. We have known and believed I will believe I will believe we have known and believed the love that God has to us God is love dwelleth and love dwelleth in God and God in him this last day of 2018 God wants to rock your world today. God wants to change the landscape of your life. Stop settling. Stop settling for mediocre. Stop settling just to exist and die. Want to believe in God and let God take you on adventures beyond your wildest dreams. Let God take you in the pathways beyond your wildest dreams. I'm going to invite us to come to this altar today. If you're determined, if you're going to believe God, I want you to make your way to this altar. If you want to believe God greater in your life, this isn't a pressure thing. Coming to the altar is not for my approval or my ego or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. Is if you want to believe God, God is wanting to rewire our thinking. He's wanting to our hearts. He's wanting to change us. Do not settle for life as usual. Refuse to settle for some old thing, different day.
with God. Just, just another year. Just another service. Just another this. Just another that. That's not the will of God for you. And this is what we're going to do today. We're going to set our hearts to believe. We're going to make some commitments to God. There's two main commitments we're going to pray about in this altar call. And we're going to let the Lord just lead us from there, okay? Number one, I'm going to make a commitment to the word of God. I need this good word in my life every day. You have no idea what you're missing when you're the table. When you leave this age somewhere, you're missing out on a lot of good in your life when you leave your Bible alone. Don't have a Bible. Come to me after church service and say, Pastor, I need a Bible. Bible, you need a Bible in your life. There's joy overflowing waiting for you. There's miraculous working power waiting for you. There's the best relationship beyond your wildest dreams in Jesus Christ waiting for you in the Word of God. And then number two, I'm going to a radical commitment to believe God. If I'm on the map, I'm going to believe God. If I'm in the valley, I'm going to believe God. If storms surround me and I can't even see two feet in front of me in my life, I'm God. If my whole world and all the people I love walk out on me, I'm still going to believe God. If I get sick and experience that I don't even understand, I'm still going to believe God. Because as I believe God, miraculous things are going to happen. Victory is going to take. So why don't we lift our hands across the sanctuary? God said, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And ask us to get a fire in us. I'm going to ask us to get a passion inside of us for Jesus. I'm going to ask us to get a desperation here. Amen. If you truly believe that God is a rewarder, today's your day. You can be rewarded today. The reward, God's eternal rewards program can begin in your life today. Come on, can we lift our hands across the sanctuary? Would you begin to cry out to the Lord? Come on, that's it. Come on, let's begin to lift up our voices in prayers right now, Lord. Lord, I want you to know, God, this word is changing my life. Lord, I'm thankful you've given me a roadmap. Lord, I'm thankful that you've given me an instruction manual. Lord God, through your holy word, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to eat, sleep, and